Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Wendy's Baconator is the ultimate bacon cheeseburger that puts all other cheeseburgers to cheeseburger shame. And now we're bringing that same big bacon energy to shake up and wake up your breakfast with the Breakfast Baconator. Stacked with the fresh cracked egg, sausage, cheese, and bacon. And right now, you can get a free breakfast Baconator with purchase in the Wendy's app. So get to Wendy's and always be Baconating. We got you. Offer available at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time during breakfast hours only. Offer must be redeemed via the app. Account registration required. Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass, caught by Clark, Clark out a touchdown, Troy Clark has it, it's a touchdown for the 49ers! You're now listening to the 4th and Gold Podcast with Javi and Matt. Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast. We are back with another review episode. The 49ers fall to the Ravens 17-20 to on a last-second uh, field goal by Justin T- Tucker. Ravens do walk away with the win. 10-2 for the Ravens, 10-2 for the Niners. Niners are still in first place as of today. Still the number one seed in the NFC as of today. Um, hopefully the Vikings can help the Niners out tomorrow night. Um, this game was pretty much what everyone expected except for the experts who thought the Ravens were going to blow out the Niners. But this game was a heavyweight bout. Matt was at the game. Matt, how are we feeling after this loss? I'm finally getting dry. Um, as you can hear, my voice is is gone. Uh, part part of it due to yelling, part of it due to the miserable conditions. Um, I, I, I when I got home, you know, I went through and I watched the highlights of the game, and it doesn't. TV never <laughs> shows you how bad the rain actually is. It was pouring the whole game. It was bad. Um, but you know, I for a loss, this is the this is the easiest loss. Like I I feel confident in this team after this loss, and I don't think there's a lot of other times your team loses that you can be like hey i actually feel better about this team than i thought than i thought i would um but you know it is what it is 10 and 2 still first place in the nfc as it stands right now yeah this is the fourth and goal podcast i'm javi that is matt um catch us on twitter at fourth and goal podcast or any podcast platform google stitcher uh, apple itunes wherever podcasts are found um the niners they come in this game Six point five and a half point underdogs, no matter depending on where you looked, and they you know they come within three points and a couple of mistakes here and there and a couple of big plays by the Ravens are, are the difference in this game. Um, it's not a game that I'm going to be super upset about because it is a good team. You know when you mm-hmm. lose to bad teams, that's when you start getting getting upset. This was a heavyweight battle throughout the whole game, run after run. We 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 throw a haymaker, they throw one back. It was. Uh, it was everything that I expected. Um, I'm happy that the game, most most both teams came out relatively clean, considering all the um, the elements and everything else like that. But the Niners, they they had a few miscues, a fumble here uh, early in the game. You know, gives them a short field to score. Mm-hmm. A couple of stupid penalties. You know, gives the the Ravens an extended drive. You know, if you clean those things up, you know, maybe you're talking about a different game here. Um, but to lose 20 to 17 after what the Ravens have been doing to every team in the league just shows the Niners' defense travels, their run games travel. Um, this team should not be questioned. You know, we keep saying it every week. The Niners shouldn't really be questioned every week about their legitimacy. They they just went on the road in a hostile environment, lost by three, and were you know one fourth and one away from you know coming out on the other end of this game. Yeah, absolutely. And and you said it perfectly. Hostile environment. Look, the the Niners faithful traveled pretty well. There was a good contingent of them at the game. 
But man, that stadium was loud. They were rocking <laughs> on every third down. Every time the Niners had the ball, that stadium was very loud. I thought the 49ers did an excellent job of handling that. You know, it's a tough environment. Baltimore, they love the Ravens in Baltimore. They love the Ravens. And, I mean, even going out, you know, the night before, everybody's out in force wearing all the Ravens gear, just ready to ready for the game. So I think they did a pretty good job to survive the environment. I think you touched on it perfectly. Look, the Ravens have been running straight through everybody recently. Like, they've just been crushing teams. Just absolutely mollywhopping them, right? They were averaging 35 points a game. 49ers held them scoreless for the first 14 mm-hmm. minutes and 57 seconds of the of the second half. Yeah. Until Justin Tucker kicked the game winner, the defense did its job. Yeah, it, look, it, it's, you, again, you said it perfectly. It's a heavyweight bout. These guys are just trading body blows back and forth, back and forth. You knew I, – I knew it was going to be low scoring. I knew it was going to be close – I think I said 24-20 was going to be the final. And, and for a minute there, I really thought that's what we were going to get. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, one-fourth and one away from from this being a different ball game. A couple, couple calls. Uh, it could have gone the other way. And speaking of those calls, I mean, I think that's the bad for us is yeah. the penalties, right? You get two roughing the passer penalties. Look, you can talk about how questionable they are. The first one especially I thought was was terrible. I thought it was just a, a normal quarterback hit. I didn't see anything, you know, wrong with it. Uh, the second one, Sheldon Day, hits Lamar Jackson low-ish thigh area. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But they're, they're going to protect quarterbacks, and they're going to protect somebody they think is the MVP like Lamar Jackson. they got to cut those out. Like we said, you know, last week, that these penalties are eventually are going to kill them. And, and when they start playing – legitimately good teams you can't be having you know 50 yards of penalty you can't do it anymore yeah you know and then those penalties came on i want to say they were both of them were on third downs you're Mm -hmm. giving the team additional downs to you know to score or you know keep your defense on the field there at one point during the broadcast they were talking about how uneven time of possession was and that's part of it you give lamar and this ravens team additional downs to uh, to operate, you're going to keep your defense on the field, and you can see the di- defense is getting tired, um, and these penalties, they just they, they will hurt you. And those those two rough in the passer penalties, that's 15 yards east, that's 30 yards. You can flip the field really quickly that way um, with those penalties. That, gra- granted, they didn't happen on the same drive, but they happened, and you know that extends drives. You, can, you just turn it over. You have another first down for that Ravens offense um, to operate, and they were tough to stop in the first half. Um, much easier, not, I, I'm not going to say easier, but things were different in the second half as Salah made his adjustments on the defense. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they didn't score until the final three seconds of the second half. You know, there was 30 minutes, 29 minutes and 57 seconds of non-scoring for the, uh, the Ravens in the first, in the second half. So, uh, the defense did their job, but yeah, I'm with you on the penalties. It was a fairly clean game though. It's just the big penalties are what will right. cost you. Right. Niners had six penalties. Ravens had three. Um, you know, at one point there was no penalties called on the Ravens at all, which was kind of frustrating because if you watch the TV copy and you were at the game, there's a lot of holes that weren't being called. There were some offsides, delay games that weren't being called. Um, but I'm not going to leave that up to the refs. This game was just a really good game, and it's okay to have a loss to a really good team. You know, granted we had our chances to win, but these are losses that aren't the end of the world, in my personal opinion. But uh, penalties six to three. Um, and those big ones are the ones that'll hurt you, and that's you know that stuff will hurt when you can allow them to score points on those penalties. Yeah, and you know one of them, one of the one of the personal fouls, uh, the roughing the passer, it led directly to making them kick a field goal when the game was tied seven seven, which would have been ten seven, and then extended the drive that was Lamar Jackson's touchdown run. So, you know, it directly impacted the result of the game. Because it, it, uh, before that, the Niners are going to, you know, it, 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 they traded four points on that one play by, by getting that penalty. Not something you can do against good teams. You're right. You don't want to no. leave it in the hands of the referees. You got to play good enough to beat everybody on the field. And if that includes the referees, that includes the referees. But I thought they played pretty well today. I'm not too mad about it. Um, that's pretty much the only really bad thing that stood out. Um, again, I have to go back and rewatch it because when you're at the game and when you watch on TV, you see two very different things. Yeah, and and I was I was very lo- I was locked in. I, I made I made our group get to the stadium super early so I could get in there and make sure I was there for the first <laughs> opening kickoff because I can't stand like 
when folks are walking in and it's like halfway through the first drive. So I had, yeah. I had to be seated, beer in hand, ready to go for the opening kickoff. I'm the same way. Um, I am the same way. <laughs> so, so well, me and you will be doing that at the Falcons game in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. If it rains in the Falcons game, by the way, if it rains, I'm never going to a 49ers game ever again. Never. <laughs> I have sat through two torrential downpours here on the East Coast. I got super excited when I saw the 49ers were coming to my neck of the woods twice, and then Mother Nature just gave me a giant middle finger both times. Well, I don't know if you checked the weather report for Santa Clara. I've been doing a 10-day, you know, checking it out. It's supposed to rain the the uh, on the Falcons game. So Is it you really? Know, it looks like, uh, yeah. It's, it says thirty. It says thirty percent chance. We'll see. Um. Well, thirty percent is better than a hundred percent chance. I was seeing today. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I think that's all the the, the really bad was um, getting into the not so good. For me, it was the play calling before the half. Yeah, 49ers get the ball. Uh, they're down three. First play, Raheem Mostert busts through, gets about twenty yards. They huddle up. It's fine. Yep. Second play, they gain another nine, ten yards. They held it up again. I didn't like this. I thought but you they, could you could So real real quick with that, they the Moster play, then they get the penalty, the block in the back. Right. Right, 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 right. So it brings them back to one first and twenty. Yeah. I don't know. I just I think they had to be more aggressive. No, I believe you. Just more aggressive. It just seemed like it was moving really slow, and I understand not wanting to give Lamar Jackson the ball back because they had three timeouts. Right, mm-hmm. 49ers cooked through their timeouts during this game, um, but but the Ravens had all three leading into half. I understand not mm-hmm. wanting to give them the ball back. I get it. I get it. I just felt like the the offense was moving, like really actually moving, and they just kind of let up. And it's not something you can do in the NFL. I think you got to put your, you know keep your foot down on the gas pedal. You know, be disrespectful, Kyle. Right, come out and just. It just crushed teams, and and they just didn't do that before the half. And and look, you, I mean, you told me I didn't know this because they wouldn't show the replay at the, at the stadium. But I guess Robbie Gold's kick was tipped, right? Yeah. So we didn't get a chance to see that. So I had no idea. I thought he missed it. So I'm sitting there stewing all halftime because <laughs> I'm like, why the hell didn't they just move the ball forward and get him an easier kick? Um, but again, easier kick, you know, maybe it doesn't get tipped. He doesn't have to have it on such a low trajectory. It just felt like they were kind of waving the white flag a little bit and just didn't want to, they were playing not to lose in that situation. That's, that's the feeling I got. Yeah, no, that, um, at that point in the game, um, you would have liked them to be more aggressive. I, I, I agree. Um, but they were moving the ball well. One one penalty changes the course of that drive and that big uh, block in the back, um, which is uh, it's a little ticky tacky because it wasn't like a humongous. It wasn't anything that's going to stop Peters from making that tackle. I right. think Kittle was going to get past him anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to call that. Is if you can see your opponent's last name or nameplate, you shouldn't be touching them. Right. And they they may end up yep. calling that ticky tack play. Um, so that negated you know a, an eleven yard gain by Kittle. And then you you know you get first and twenty at the thirty four instead of first and ten at the forty four, so you, you know that's a ten yard difference. And then you go, then they have another big run, sixteen yard run with um with Mostert. So I'm with you, man. They should have you know kept their foot on the gas, run, 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 run. Um, but I, I understood the logic, but at the same time, you know this is a team that you've been you've been keeping them in check for the most part. Um, I don't think Lamar was going to drive the whole field and score. Mm-mm. Um. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Especially with that little bit of time, um, I, you know, I, I'm with you. They could have been a little more aggressive. Um, to add on to the the not so good, I think we both agree here. It was Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. Um, he just didn't have it today. Five carries, six yards. Um, he was running into the back of his blockers. He wasn't reading, reacting. He wasn't very patient in his runs. Um, and then Mostert just did his thing. And you know the the. Kyle Shan's going to ride the hot hand when it comes to the running back. Absolutely. And he saw something in Mostert, and Mostert just was off to the races. After that big touchdown run, um, Mostert was just off to the races the rest of the game. Um, so the not-so-good is Tevin Coleman. Um, this would have been a, a good game for Breida, I think, 
considering how the edges were working in the Niners' favor. Yep. Brita can turn the corner. Tevin, Col- um, excuse me, Raheem Moster can turn the corner. Um, but Tevin Coleman, you know, he he need we need a better performance from him, um, in all facets. Yeah, Coleman just looked like he was hesitant today. Mm-hmm. You know, you're saying he wasn't patient on some runs, and on some runs, he just like the hole was there and he didn't hit it, right? Yeah, and it's not going to get it done. I mean, he had five carries for six yards. His long was two, so yeah. he didn't ever really gain anything. He did have a catch for nine yards early in the game, but you're right. You know, Shanahan and his stable of running backs, like he loves having all these guys. And he loves having all that speed. He's going to ride the hot hand. He he always will. That's why it's terrible to have 49ers running backs on your fantasy team because which one's going to go off? You don't know. Look, we've seen some great things from Tevin Coleman, right? The Panthers game where he gets four touchdowns. It's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. But it's it's the hot hand, and Moster had the hot hand today. We'll talk we'll talk plenty about him later. But yeah, no, Tevin Coleman just not so good. Could bounce back next yeah. week. We don't know. He could have a huge game against the Saints. He knows the Saints. You know, he played for the Falcons for a lot of years. He's played the Saints a lot. He could bounce back and be good, but just what just didn't have it today. Just didn't have it today. Um, something we 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 didn't talk about beforehand. And I, it's the lack of George Kittle getting involved. So this again kind of goes back on play calling for me. We're not so good. Mm-hmm. You know, Kittle only had four targets. He had two catches for 17 yards. Now one of them was, you know, negated, like you said, on the on the block in the back. This felt like a game where you could get Kittle involved more. And and they did try and end around with him. They didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I thought they were going to run that on a fourth and fourth and one play. I thought that was coming. Um, it, it just just got to get Kittle involved more. You know, he's coming back. He's healthy. He's the guy that makes the offense go a lot of times. And and whether it was just plays specifically designed to get him the ball, they needed to do it more. But we did see Jimmy do his lock-on thing on one play. And I had the perfect angle looking down. And as soon as they snapped the ball, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. He is locked in on George Kittle. And, and <laughs> he, he sure was. And – the throw was it fell incomplete. Thank goodness, because that would have been a pick six, easy day, out route. Guy has a step on on George Kittle, and not going to catch him. So it's that was one Jimmy's one bad throw. But I thought they needed to get Kittle involved more in 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 the pass game. Yeah. So with Kittle rewatching it um, a little bit, every time wherever Kittle went, he had two or three guys around him. Um, you know, Kittle. You know, Kittle will do his job in the run game, and he did that a lot today. But um, I'm with you. I, th- I thought there was a little bit more opportunity to get the ball to Kittle. Um, but all in all, you know, I thought the game plan was pretty strong. Get to the edges on the run game and and make him do a few things. But there was definitely some opportunities for Kittle. Kittle did come up big with a big reception late in the game mm-hmm. uh, when they needed one. <laughs> but there was a um, there was a there was a definite lack of George Kittle in the offense from a pass game standpoint. But in the run game, he was dominant. Um, I don't think there's anybody better at block as a blocking tight end in the league. Um, I'm watching the uh, Moster touchdown right now as we're talking about it. Um, he just, you know, he pushes, Fer- he just gets Ferguson all the way out of the play. Um, but in your to your point about the pass game, yeah, I thought there was a little bit of opportunity, something that Jimmy could have taken advantage of. Um, but Jimmy did. Jimmy was under a lot of pressure all game, so maybe that affected his issue there. Um, but yeah, you know that was that's another not so good. You know when you have your number one weapon, teams are going to try to take that away. Um, and the Ravens did a pretty good job of trying to take Kittle away um, in the past game. But all in all, the Niners' offense they they had their opportunities to win this game. Um, you know it is it is a loss. There's some good things you can take out of the loss. There's quite a few good things we can take out of the loss. Um, I'll start because I, I thought Mike McGlinchey played a hell of a game. Um, I, if anyone goes back and rewatches the the game film or just the the TV copy of it on Mostert's big run, McGlinchey he takes on his primary blocker, turns around, goes looking for work, and dis- discards the backside defender so Mostert could just hit the hole and go. What he did on that play uh, was insane. I thought McGlinchey was solid in the run game. And in the past game all day, um, 
it was just it was just something to watch because McGlinchey he he double he takes a double with Kittle comes back around takes out the linebacker and then Mostert's gone. Um, I thought McGlinchey had his best game of the year today. I know he hasn't played many games this year since he's been hurt, but that was 2018 run blocking McGlinchey. Um, and him, him and something about Mostert and touchdowns with McGlinchey is a, is a big deal. But I, th- I thought McGlinchey uh, played his ass off all game, and that block was humongous uh, because that linebacker did have a pretty good angle behind Mostert to grab him, you know, to get him down. Maybe, you know, and instead of a 40-yard touchdown, it could have been, you know, an eight-yard gain as opposed to the touchdown. So I thought McGlinchey played his ass off all game. Yeah, McGlinchey absolutely loves blocking for primetime Raheem. He absolutely <laughs> loves it. You know, he had that touchdown last year against the Raiders, and McGlinchey's 50 yards downfield, you know, blocking for Raheem. Uh, but, yeah, no, that, that was McGlinchey's best game of the year. This is the best he's looked all season. I think this was a good confidence builder for him because he's had a rough couple games, right? He's been yeah. questionable in pass blocking. He hasn't been that same dominant run blocker. It, it, we saw it especially in the Seattle game. It was his first game back, and they just like he looked so rusty. And last week he didn't look super great. Today he looked really good, and in you know it, it was huge. It was key because the Fortnite's only gave up two sacks, right? That's mm-hmm. that's nothing in the in the grand scheme of things. They only gave up four quarterback hits. They they were blitzing all day, right? They're out there with the remember the Titans defense. You blitz all night. That's what Baltimore mm-hmm. did all game. And and the way the offensive line played in general, I thought they did a very good job. I thought Jimmy had enough time to be effective and that he you know, he just he made some really creative plays too. I thought the the flip out to Raheem, which I think went down as a run, because I think he flipped it backwards. But you know, Jimmy was pretty creative when he needed to be. I thought Jimmy played a very good game today. I can't stress enough how how hard it was raining. And it seemed like every time the 49ers got the ball, it started to rain harder. I don't know. I don't know the, the weather gods out there were like, they want Baltimore to win. Because when Jimmy fumbled, you know, he had the ball knocked out of his hand. That was the hardest it was raining all game. Uh-huh. So I thought Jimmy played very well today. 15-21, 165 yards. The touchdown pass to Debo Samuel on fourth and two, which that was peak disrespectful Kyle fourth and two you think they're gonna go out and run the ball no they're throwing it 30 yards downfield and Debo Samuel look there's a bunch there's a bunch of people there that were crying for offensive pass interference it's very simple I think it was on Marcus Peters who yeah. he scored on Peters gets his head around and looks for the ball that's offensive Peters pass interference day. all day Peters had a long day versus his team um yeah. just to to add to your Jimmy Jimmy stuff there um Jimmy versus the Blitz today, for those people out there who don't think Jimmy played well, he was 12 of 18 for 149 yards and a touchdown versus the Blitz. And he was, what, 15 of 21 for the game? So most of the game he was under duress. And for him to put up those numbers versus the Blitz is all you need to know about what kind of quarterback the 49ers have. Yeah, he finished with 110 quarterback rating, 110.2. He played very well. He only took the two sacks. He only had the one pass where he locked in on Kittle. I thought other than that, um, there's one play he made that I thought was really underrated, actually. It was third and 10, and it, it, it looks like he kind of got like spiked the ball on the ground in front of Debo Samuel. He didn't have anything. Yeah, He didn't have a lane to run. He didn't have an open receiver. He kind of spiked it in front of him to avoid a, a, a intentional grounding penalty, right, which is a loss of down, so it's going to push him 10 yeah. yards back. I thought it was a really smart play. You don't want to try. You don't want to try and airmail it out of, out of bounds because the way the weather's working, you know, it, 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 the ball can get knocked down. You're not going to get enough on it. Whatever it is, I thought it was super smart to just kind of chuck it at Debo's feet and not just kind of like wash your hands of the play and be like, "Hey, look, we didn't have it this time." I thought it was very smart. Um, Though the two sacks he took, they only cost him eight yards. Yeah, he did a good job of scrambling forward and falling forward when he did get hit. I thought Jimmy played very well today. Yeah, I think that anyone, that people are going to look at the stat sheet and be like, ah, Jimmy's not the answer. Well, that's, no, that's, that's the wrong person to be blaming for this game. I thought Jimmy played very well. Yeah, box score watchers, this is not a game for you. This is a game of, you know, really digging deep into this game film. Um, like I said, as we're talking, I'm rewatching this here on Game Pass, and um, there's nothing terrible about what Jimmy did in this game. Um, to To add to. The good, um, I thought, conversely, 
um, on the other side of the offensive line, Brunskill played his ass off too. Um, have the Niners found something at left tackle outside of Joe Staley? Maybe. Um, Justin School didn't start today, um, and Staley was inactive. But they have three starting left tackles uh, on this roster. <laughs> um, that could be a testament to the Niners coaching staff or just the talent acquisition. Um, maybe it's just a combination of both. But I thought both tackles played very well. McGlinchey more so in the run. And then Brunskill in the pass, he didn't allow uh, very much to get around Jimmy. Um, I thought he held his own really, really well. And like I said, if you're really, really, really into this football thing, there's a lot of good stuff on this tape. Um, as I'm rewatching it right now, um, and Brunskill played his ass off. It, considering the conditions, you know, it's got to be tough for offensive linemen because when you really think about it, they have to take the steps backwards while someone is coming full force forward towards them. Um, and for uh, McGlinchey and Brunskill to do what they did in a game like this, as slippery as it was, mm-hmm. um, is, is really, really, uh, I guess, eye-opening at, at how hard it is to play offensive line in the NFL and they, those guys don't get enough credit so my hat's off to McGlinchey and Brunskill in this game and I thought Brunskill had another solid effort um you know he did come in last week for school school was dealing with a I don't know if anyone read this story um just school he was pretty banged up going into that Green Bay game and he didn't want to miss the game or he didn't want to sit the game uh, apparently he had a bruise from his hip to his knee on his right leg which would cause him a lot of discomfort, um, which is probably why he played like shit against the Packers. <laughs> um, but that was something that was brought up afterwards. Brunskill mentioned it after the game. I didn't know if anyone noticed that story. Um, but that's just another uh, element of this team. They they back each other up. They look out for each other. And um, Brunskill has earned himself um, a spot. You know, he, Is he the best AAF player uh, ever? I mean, he's... Uh, <laughs> He's been playing really, really well, and I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied with the offensive tackles, um, McGlinchey, School, Brunskill, and hopefully Joe Staley can get back for this Saints game. Um, I would like to see if he still has enough in the tank to finish, finish this thing out. You know, he should be fresh. He hasn't played very much. He's been out since week two, essentially, mm-hmm. and then he got you know beat up by uh, Clowney, and you know just to have him come out, have him play the last four games would be would be ideal and play at a high level. Um, but McGlinchey and Brunsko are my two really, really good on this uh, this tough loss this week. Yeah, I'm going to switch over the defensive side of the ball. I thought I thought Brunsko played incredibly well again. Uh, you know, he stepped in last week for school. He played really well again. It's a good problem to have, but un- unlike a bevy of wide receivers or a bevy of running backs, you can only play two offensive tackles, and you're not going to switch them in and out of the game. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they handle. The offensive line moving forward because they do have four good tackles and and it's not something you see very often in the nfl to have that number of guys um yeah <laughs> but but to switch over to the defensive side of the ball uh i, I I'm, I'm gonna skip over my player of the game right now i'm gonna talk about his running mate and dre greenlaw i thought played very well today uh he big task right very big task in, in handling Lamar Jackson, the, the dual threat, running, passing. I thought Greenlaw was all over the field. He had eight total tackles. Six of them were by himself. I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good in coverage. He wasn't great in coverage, but he's good enough, right? I mean, Lamar Jackson went through for 105 yards. So yeah. the coverage is working all over the place. You, you could just go down a list and talk about guys that had a great day in coverage. Uh, I thought Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart played very well. Tackled extremely well. Uh, you know, Tart obviously dealing with what I'm guessing is a rib injury. The way he went down, the way he was holding his side, I'm guessing it's a rib injury. He took a knee from from Ingram. Yeah, Mark Ingram, who's a just a, a load to deal with. It's a that's a big boy running the ball. Uh, Marcel Harris stepped in and played pretty well. I, you, you can go on and on on the defense, but I'm, I'm going to focus on the linebackers and Dre Greenlaw. I thought was very good today. Yeah, he played really well. I saw him a couple times just getting in getting in there against Ingram. Um, they had their little spat at one point. They were just talking talking mess to each other, which is expected. Um, mm-hmm. It's a tough NFL game. That's what they do. Um, but, yeah, no, Greenlaw played his ass off. I thought he, I thought he played really, really well. Um, the, and then uh, I'm going to stick on the offense. This, this run game got going really, really well, and part of the reason the run game went so well um, – was because it was George Kittle. Um, George had, was was key on so many blocks. 
um, springing guys open on that outside zone. Um, Kittle, you know, he says it himself. Sometimes he'd just rather be blocking than catching passes. This is a this is the type of game for him where they just you know um, run, 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 and George can get out and block and just lead block or just create a a seam for the, the running back to get through, um, and that's beneficial or that's something that he really really enjoys. Um, but George, from a run blocking standpoint. You know, that's just add add that to the notch on his belt. You know, like the guy is the best tight end in football for a number of reasons, and then just add run blocking to it. He, he's just he's just really good at everything, and today was another example of that. I thought Kittle played a really good game all the way through, um, and that um, the run blocking was major for this team to uh, to even be in this game, considering some of the issues they had with running the ball early on in the game with Coleman. So for him to do what he did and help out Mostert on those long runs, long run after long run after long run, uh, Kittle was, was very, very uh, big for this game. Yeah, he, he definitely was. And, and it's crazy to think, you know, you, you see Kittle and you see how athletic he is and how dangerous he is once he gets the ball in his hand. And his favorite thing to do is block. Like, you, you just wouldn't think that. You'd think he'd be like, I want to score 85-yard touchdowns. No, this dude wants to put you in the dirt. That's what he wants to do. I, I George Kittle is the epitome of this team, right? He's he's everything that this team is. It's, it's a little bit of blue collar. It's a little bit of flash. But in the end, it's about winning your matchup. And that's what George Kittle does on pretty much every down. Every down. Uh, another guy that played really well for me, I thought Julian Taylor played really well today. You know, he's starting to get a little bit more playing time. DJ Jones had a little bit of, a, of an injury late. Um, you know, I thought Taylor's taking advantage of his his, his snaps, and and set big big old seventy seven. It's hard to miss him when he's on the field because he's wearing <laughs> such a goofy number, right? Yeah, it, it's it's hard to miss him. I think he 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 blew up a couple plays really well. He ended up with uh, he ended up four tackles, it, and one of them was for a loss. I mean, it's just that's the kind of play I wanted to see out of Solomon Thomas. And we're not seeing it. Yeah. You know, he was on the field a lot today because the because D four didn't play. He doesn't do a whole lot, man. He doesn't do a whole yeah. lot. Look, I I said I said in the offseason that Solomon Thomas was found money and anything they got from him was gonna be just gravy. Well, what they're getting out of him is they're getting Julian Taylor out of him. And Julian Taylor is a twenty dollar bill they left in their jeans three years ago. And they finally found it. Because he is playing, he's playing at that level that they wanted Solomon Thomas to, to be playing at. I thought Julian Taylor had a very good game today, uh, and I'm excited to see his development continue and for him to get more and more snaps as they move forward. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with you. Julian Taylor has been a guy that I liked since draft day, um, and I, I want to see more Julian Taylor than Solomon Thomas. Like, look, I, I think Solomon Thomas is a great human being. I'm sure he's a really great human, but on the football field, um, he just doesn't do it. You know, he's a third, the third overall pick, and it's not his fault he was selected that high. But when you are selected that high, there are some expectations, um, and he hasn't met any of those expectations um, as a third round, as a third overall pick. Um, but my final good is going to be Robert Sala. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Robert Sala is likely to be one of the he's probably gonna be defensive coordinator of the year um for what he's doing with this defense granted the Niners gave up 17 points in the first half they only allowed three points in the second half the adjustments that they made on defense um were were fairly well you saw the difference in me 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 but also you <laughs> the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the second half, they weren't crashing 
on the zone read as much. I think they made an emphasis on that at halftime to focus on both the running back and the and the quarterback, um, keep the edges in a more of a contain than just attack uh, Lamar or the running back. So they went, they they stopped getting gashed for big plays. Um, and I thought Robert Sala had a hell of a game plan in this game. You know, putting guys in the right positions. Lamar Jackson, like we said it, we said it before the game. Lamar Jackson to get his. He got his. Mm-hmm. You know, he made some plays, but he didn't do anything to completely destroy this offense or this defense. Excuse me. Um, let me just run off the games that the the, Ra- the Ravens have played recently. They won thirty-seven to twenty, forty-nine to thirteen, forty-one to seven, forty-five to six, and today they won twenty to seventeen. This is elite level defense the Niners put out there today. Um, the other teams just didn't have an answer for Lamar. They also didn't have an answer on offense to keep the ball away from Lamar. So a lot of credit goes to Robert Sala um, by stopping them. There was a, a sequence there um, where I believe they had two two drives that didn't end in points for the the uh, Ravens. I thought Robert Sala did a hell of a job today. Um, let me find it. I have it. I have it written down here. Um, yeah. So Baltimore's drives today. The first one punt touchdown off a of fumble. The next drive, th- touchdown, 13 plays, 65 yards. Next drive, field goal, fumble, punt, turnover on downs, field goal. So they had, uh, let's see here, eight drives on the day, and they scored off a of fumble. They had a 13-play drive of 65 yards, a field goal after, before the half, um, and then a field goal to end the game. So uh, if you can hold a team like the Ravens to 20 points, and if you can limit your mistakes on offense, like a fumble, like a block in the back, or even on defense, you don't rough the passer twice. This game is a game the Niners should have won. Um, but Robert Sala should get a lot of credit for this uh, this effort today. The adjustments he made at halftime were incredible. They yeah. really were. You could you just you could tell the defense came out with a different fire, and they just knew how to handle Lamar Jackson. I think getting Lamar Jackson after playing Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray really helped them. I think if they played Lamar Jackson. Five weeks ago, they would have gotten smoked. Yeah. I think they would have gotten smoked, but I think they played enough of the, the, the scrambling running quarterback that they know how to handle it now. Defense learns, right? Robert Sala learns. This is an offense that, that the NFL hasn't seen since Kaepernick, right? This running quarterback thing it has been gone for a while, and now it's starting to come back in a fashion because that's how the NFL works. It's all it's all cyclical, right? We're gonna it's it's it goes from it's pass heavy to now it's run heavy to now it's blitz heavy. Whatever it is, it cycles all this stuff through all the time. Teams don't know how to handle this, and that's very clear. Like when you're reading off the scores of the Ravens games, teams don't know how to handle this. He's got the same coordinator that Colin Kaepernick had in Greg Roman. Greg Roman knows how to run this offense. This is his bread and butter. He's running read option stuff. This is easy day for him to coach up and, and to get Lamar Jackson to be successful. But speaking of Lamar Jackson, something I want to uh, something I want to cover. Ravens fans were chanting MVP, MVP, MVP <laughs> all game long. Lamar Jackson didn't look like an MVP today. He didn't. And this is the second time the 49ers have played a front runner for the MVP who comes out the other side not looking as good. They did it against Russell Wilson, and now they did it today against Lamar Jackson. Look, we said it. Lamar Jackson is going to get his. He only passed for 105 yards. He only he ran for 101, which is pretty good. You know, 6.3 average. Yeah. The longest play the Ravens had all game long was 20 yards. It was a touchdown off the fumble. That sudden change. Other than that, nothing. They couldn't get anything going offensively, really. You know, they, they ground and pound and they run it. And, and look, that's going to happen with a team that runs the way the, the Ravens do. But Lamar Jackson did not look like the MVP today. The 49ers defense looked like the best defense in football. Because we saw Lamar Jackson tear up the Patriots defense, which everyone wants to anoint as the best defense in the NFL. Oh, uh, they're great. They're incredible. Yada, yada, yada. Guess what? The 49ers did more today than the Patriots did when they played them. Hands down, yeah. no questions asked. Defense today was incredible. Absolutely incredible. You hold a team that's averaging 35 points, you hold them to 20, you should win that football game. You should win. They didn't win today. I know I sound angry. I'm not angry. I'm happy. <laughs> the defense played really well. Uh, just Robert Sala, he's probably gone this year. I mean, 
he's probably gone. He's going to get a head coaching gig somewhere. It just it no. seems like the natural progression. I don't think he should. I think he should stay. But I think he's going to end up getting getting a head coaching gig somewhere. Yeah, so this was um, Lamar's worst game on the season through the air. And I'm not to I'm not here to, to shit on the guy, but his his passing him his passing yards aren't really gonna blow you away. He's only had one 300 yard passing game, um, but at 105, it being his second worst game of the year. The other one was 143 uh, against the Seahawks. Um, you know, I the Lamar is a passer that I've said you, he's gonna hit you up to seams, and that's a lot of what you saw today. He's gonna throw it over the middle. If you got you got to take away the middle, you take away the middle. He has an issue with throwing the ball to the sideline. You know, it's not a knock on the guy. It's just um, he's still a young quarterback, and he has things to work on. And that's what people know, and yet you still have tight ends getting behind linebackers to make these receptions. Um, he did have a sweet pass to Willie Sneed in mm-hmm. the game, but I thought Robert Sala had a hell of a game plan. Um, and to limit him to what he limited him to, or just limit the entire offense to the Ravens after what they've been doing to other teams is a big deal. Um, you know, all this talk about the Niners are going to get blown out. The Niners don't have a chance. You know, the, the, the spread, that's just disrespectful at this point. The Niners are a really good team. Um, there were things that the Niners should have taken advantage of and had opportunities to win this game. The Niners outgained them 331 to 283. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't this, you know, go, 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 go by the Ravens today. Um, Salah's just, he's, he's a mastermind and, you know, he should be up for defensive coordinator of the year. He should. I mean, they limited the home run plays. Like I said, the longest play was 20 yards. The Ravens, yeah. the Ravens have been living on 60 yard touchdown runs. They didn't get any of those today. Didn't get any of them. Salah, hell of a job. A plus plus. But now, you know, there's two players we haven't talked about. And there's a reason we haven't talked about these two players. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. All right, I'll kick it off. Fred Warner is linebacker number one in the NFL. I will die on this hill. I said a couple weeks ago he was top five. I'm saying he's top one now. He was incredible today. Look, the PA announcer had the same stupid thing they said, right? So-and-so gained so many yards, so-and-so on the stop. I heard Fred Warner on the stop repeatedly all game long. All game long. He was talking shit. He was flexing. He had two pass deflections that were incredible, including one coming on fourth down. Fred Warner was everywhere, and he has become the heartbeat of the defense. When Quan Alexander went down with the injury, I think everybody thought the defense was going to take a little bit of a step back, not because of the talent level, but because they didn't have that same vocal leadership. Fred Warner has flourished. He has flourished in the absence of Quan Alexander, and he is separating himself as linebacker, one in the NFL. That's my player yeah. of the game. That's my player of the game. Linebacker, one in the NFL, Fred Warner. It's going to be a weekly thing, 52, 53, 54. <laughs> like, Fred is um, – he's going to get national recognition. He should get a Pro Bowl vote. He should get all pro um, votes as well. The guy has been – Excellent. He plays well in coverage. He had one blown assignment today, and that cost him the Mark Andrews touchdown. But other than that, he was everywhere. You text me part of the game. I heard Warner's name a lot. You know, to, to stop by Fred Warner, and that's you know that's how it felt on the TV too, because he's in the hole right in front of Ingram. He's making the stop on on the tight ends, or he's batting balls away. You know, forcing bad passes. Uh, Fred Fred is an elite level linebacker, and to get a guy in the third round like that, um, it's um, I shouldn't say it's uncommon, but you know he came out of BYU. Um, he, he's earning his stripes, man. He's 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 a solid linebacker, and he he's just there's not much else you can say about the guy. It's just it's he's really 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 good, and I think the rest of the country is going to notice. Um, hopefully. You know, come playoff time, like who is this fifty-four guy? He, he deserves some respect. This Niners team de- deserves more respect than they get. Um, but that's uh, Fred Warner. It's, that's a bad boy, bro. It's a bad boy. Yeah, it, look, man, Fred Warner, man, linebacker one in the NFL. I'm just gonna keep saying it until it's true, until everyone else starts to realize it. Fred Warner, linebacker one. But who is your player of the game? The other player that we've conspicuously not <laughs> spoken about so far. 
Yeah, so the other the other player of the game is um, Raheem Mostert. 19 carries, 146 yards, one touchdown. Um, when the run game wasn't going with Tevin Coleman, Kyle Shanahan makes another smart coaching decision um, and brings in Raheem Mostert, who attacked the edges all game. He had a lot of help from his offensive line and George Kittle, um, but made the most of his opportunities. Um, 19 carries, 146 yards, one touchdown. He had a lot of long runs, a lot of patient running, wait for the holes to develop, hit it and go. Um, you know, with these conditions, Mostert isn't really one of the shifty guys. He's more of a just hit the hole and go type type runner, and I think that's what you needed in this game. Um, and he he delivered today. Uh, he was he did very very well. He had the one really crazy catch. Jimmy's under pressure. Jimmy dumps it off. You know, gain of three turns of you know a, what would have been a negative big negative play into a three yard gain. Um, he did well in pass protection. Uh, Mostert just. He's found, you know, another undrafted free agent for this Niners team uh, that comes up big for them. You know, I don't know how many more undrafted free agents the Niners need to have um, on this roster. You know, if you, when you go look through it, you know, you got Bourne, undrafted free agent, Brunskill, undrafted free agent, Breda, Mostert. The list is pretty long considering um, all the talent the Niners have acquired uh, on this roster. But yeah, Mostert is my player of the game. Um, I thought he had a little bit more, a couple more opportunities um, late in the game that were kind of missed probably because uh, the blocking kind of got bottled up a little bit there, but there were some more running opportunities uh, for him to gain some extra yards. And, you know, we'll get to that fourth and one in the in the final uh, drive of the game, but um, Raheem is 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 uh, a very, very good running back. He should get more play, uh, but Kyle Shannon does like to run the hot hand, so I will, I will defer to Kyle when it comes to the running backs because he seemingly found – Brita and now Mostert, so you can't. I'm not gonna uh, nitpick on what we do on offense too much. Yeah, we put together a uh, an article at Forty Nineers Hub, and it was it was all the writers got to pick what player they're thankful for. I picked Raheem Mostert, right? Because Raheem Mostert, I said he's like the gravy and Thanksgiving meal. It kind of goes a little bit on everything because he's a special teams ace. He's a running back. He he can catch passes. Raheem Mostert really does it all for this team. And and I love seeing him get some play because again he makes me sound smart because I said he was the second best on the team and he needs he needs more playing time and he goes out and has a monster game. Without him, you know it, it's it's tough to say where this game would have been because if they were just stuck trying to you know square peg round hole with with Tevin Coleman, they were going to be in trouble. Offense ran through Raheem Mostert today and he was very good and and. On his touchdown run, he made Earl Thomas look very silly with a cutback at the five-yard line and just waltzed in and then gave us his surfboard celebration. Raheem Mostert, solid player of the game for you. <laughs> solid player of the game for you. Yeah, it's um, it's found money, like you said, with, with Solomon. That's, that's extra found money because Mostert does a lot in the special teams game and in the run game. So, you know, shout-out to Kyle Shanahan there. Um, like we always do, we do have our play of the game. Um, my play, uh, you want me to go? You want to go? Go for it. Take it over, man. Okay. So yeah, my play of the game, um, the Ravens are driving. It is third and one. Uh, Lamar does what he does. He takes off and what would have been a touchdown turned into a fumble. Um, Lamar has only fumbled the ball six times this year and hasn't lost any uh, Marcel Harris is a guy the Niners drafted two years ago um, late. He was on practice squad. They called him up, and he comes up big after Tar comes gets de- gets injured. Um, he Lamar he he runs for about 14, 15 yards. Had Marcel Harris not been there, um, that's a touchdown. Marcel Harris rips the ball away from Lamar Jackson, stopping a drive, flipping momentum back into the Niners' favor because the Niners were on their heels. Um, they were at the, the the Ravens were at the thirty four yard line of the Niners, basically within scoring range, um, and that that flips the that flips it. The Niners go back down the field, get a field goal after that fumble recovery. Um, Marcel Harris had a game that flipped momentum there for a little while uh, in the Niners' favor, made the Niners help the Niners' defense get some more rest. Um, Niners end up having a drive right after that for eight minutes and twenty six seconds. They should have scored a touchdown on that drive, but that's different. Um, but Marcel Harris, I thought, had the play of the game for the Niners. 
Yeah, no, look, he look, Marshall Harris goes down. He stole his lunch money, right? Like he's came in and snatched it from him. The ball didn't even hit the ground. Marshall Harris just straight up took it from him. That's not a play you see very often. It's an extremely athletic play to make. It's a good play. I am well documented on not being on Team Marshall Harris. <laughs> I, I I'm not very shy about it, but I thought he stepped in and he played very well in in Tar's absence after he went down with the with the injury. I don't like Marcel Harris as a long-term answer because I think the thing with Marcel Harris, to me, he made a splash play, right? This is an incredible play against Lamar Jackson, who, like you said, has not lost a fumble all year. My issue is he does some he does things like that, and then he also blows coverages. So it, it, I'm not huge on Marcel Harris, but I'm going to cheat a little bit when it comes to my play of the game because I'm picking two. Okay. I'm picking two. <laughs> I'm picking the fourth and one. Where Kyle decided to pass. You know, they, it, it's the last time the 49ers had the football. Fourth and one, he decided to pass. Raheem Mostert had been running the ball well to that point. He ran three times for nine yards. They decide to pass. It gets knocked down. Ravens get the ball. Like I said, 49ers never touched it again. Yeah. So a lot of people questioning that play call. From what I could see, it didn't look like the right thing to do. But again, I have to go back and rewatch the game, and I have to look at it from a from a different angle because, you know, sometimes when you're there watching it live, the angle is a little goopy. Uh, but second play of the game goes down the other end. It's the Ravens, and it's it's the third and one. Right after the two minute warning in the game, right, they have the ball, third and one. Lamar Jackson sneaks through for two yards, and they just get to kneel it out pretty much, right? They ran a couple plays, but just give mm-hmm. Justin, Justin Tucker a chance to kick the game-winning field goal. Niners are out of timeouts. The Niners get a, get a stop there. They kick it. They get the ball back. And, and you know, who knows how they would have played because that's right when the, the rain let up. It was right there at the end of the game. They could have done something with it. Um, so those those two plays, I think those are the, the biggest ones of the game because – it gave the Ravens the ball back when they failed to convert on fourth down, and it, it sealed the game for them when they were able to convert on third down. Um, but hats off to to Harbaugh and Shanahan today. This was a very exciting game to watch because these guys were going for it. They knew that that the offenses are struggling to move the ball. The conditions are bad. You don't want to be kicking long, long field goals. And they said, "F it, man, let's go." Let's go for it on fourth down. And it was very exciting to watch. So hats off to to both Harbaugh and, and Shanahan for that. Yeah, they they both they they both coached a hell of a game. I thought um you know, considering everything, it was just what it was. So I'm rewatching that fourth and one play here. Um let's see. Yep, Kittle, wide open. That's exactly where uh, Jimmy was throwing the ball, was tipped at the line. You got to, you know, this is this is something that I don't I don't really care for on just 49ers Twitter. I really shouldn't pay attention to it too much. There are other teams in this in this league that have good players and other teams make plays. The the defensive lineman for the Ravens made a play. That is the difference in this game right here. At that point, 17 to 17 the defensive lineman for the Ravens made a play, gets his hands up like you're taught to do, um, and makes a play on the ball. That's that is what it is. Um, could the Niners have ran the ball there? Cool. Yeah, sure they could have. Um, you know, had they had they got the first down prior to that, if Moser doesn't get tripped up because Sander gets bulled over by his the defender, we're not in this situation. You know, your first down, you can start killing the clock, keep killing the clock, um, and then force Baltimore to take timeouts. But the Niners, you know, the Niners offensively had a great game plan. At one point, they were leading in time of possession. Um, it wasn't, uh, I want to say, yeah. So in the second half, at one point, the Niners were leading in time of possession. 26 plays, 119 yards, 15 minutes, 46 seconds versus Baltimore. 18 plays, 90 yards, 755 in time of possession. So, the, you know, the, all this question of Kyle Shannon, you should have ran the ball on fourth and one. You should have did this. You should have did that. The play would have the play worked because Kittle was wide open past the sticks. It was just a quick, quick throw, dump off. If 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 Jimmy waits a half second later, you know, and throws that ball, it could be it could have been picked. It could have been, uh, you know, could have been a first down. It's just a whole bunch of ifs. You know, there's 
you know, a lot of folks want to play hindsight. I'm not playing the if game here. The other team made a play. That's all it comes down to. Like it, mm-hmm. they made a play. That's it. You know, killing Kyle. Oh, he hasn't learned from uh, Atlanta. Shut up. They're ten and two. <laughs> the Niners are ten and two. They've been dominating teams. They've lost by a combined six points to two good teams. Um, you know, we can do the if if game all we want. If Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't fumble the ball twice in the Seahawks game, do the Niners win? Or if Emmanuel Sanders doesn't break his rib in the Seahawks game, how does the pass game look? There, you can do this for every game. And you can do it for the other team too. In this game, uh, if we don't have two personal foul or two personal uh, fouls with roughing the passer, that's thirty yards negated for the Ravens that we could. Uh, you know, you flip field position, you get them out of their out of their offensive sync, and things change that way. It's it's football, man. Other teams have good players and they make good plays, and you got to give the credit to the Ravens. They were at home in a tough tough game against the Niners, and everyone thought that the Ravens were going to out physical the Niners. That wasn't the case. Um, you know, it's they're ten and two. You know, the the panic of oh Seattle's going to take over the number one seed. You know, Minnesota is a pretty good team too. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time Minnesota played in, in Seattle, Minnesota won. So relax. That was with Case Keenum. And uh, Kirk Cousins has played very well in Seattle. Look it up. It's not hard to find. Um, and, and even then, they still have four more games if Seattle has to play. Seattle still has to play us, a healthy us. Um, you know, there's there's opportunities here. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not going to trip on a three-point loss to a really good team. Um, yeah, we could have ran the ball because Moser was averaging seven yards a carry. Well, he didn't get the seven yards on the third and four. He got three, and that's why we were in the fourth and one position. So there's no guarantee that you're going to convert on the run play either. Um, it's football, and I wish people would understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm not mad about the play call. It is what it is. And, and you, you've, we're going to pound this into the ground because it needs to be said because people need to understand this. The 49ers are 10-2. and two. Most folks thought the 49ers, at best, probably coming in this year, were going to be 10 and 6, right? 11 yeah. and 5, maybe. No one was sitting here thinking this team's going to be 13 and 3, 14 and 2. Nobody. They have an opportunity to do that. Coming across the country, playing an early game on the road in a hostile environment against a very good Baltimore Ravens team. Hell, this could be a preview of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We could be seeing a rematch. Between the Ravens and the 49ers in the Super Bowl again. Look, these are two very good football teams. They played a very good football game today. It was fun to watch. It was entertaining. The NFL has to be over the moon with this one. They have to be loving this because they didn't get a blowout. They didn't get some stupid like shutout game. They had a good competitive game. They had excitement and it had, it had coaches that were just playing for broke. This is a good one, man. I feel very confident about this 49ers team because I think they're going to go into New Orleans and smoke the Saints. I think they're going to smoke the Saints. They are going to eat that offensive line alive. Drew Brees is not going to know what to do. If the 49ers can shut down Lamar Jackson and hold him to 206 yards total, I don't think Drew Brees stands a chance. I don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, they're 10 and 2. They will stay on the East Coast. Um, they will stay in Florida and then prepare for the Saints and travel to New Orleans, I want to say, Saturday um, morning or Friday evening, one of the two. I forget the schedule. Um, but the Niners are fine. They're 10-2. and two. They lost by three points. It's not the end of the world. Nothing is crashing down in front of us. Um, it's a good team, and other teams in the league are good teams. You know, the, the Ravens have been dismantling other teams. If you don't pay attention to anything – Outside of the 49ers, you know, you, that's when you start seeing people panic about stuff like this. But the Ravens are a good team, and they won by three points. You just got to tip your hat to them. Um, but the Saints, the Saints game is going to be a, a must. I, it's, it's a must win um, because mm-hmm. then you start really, really digging into playoff seating. But we talked about in the offseason, you want to be playing meaningful games in December, and here we are. We're playing meaning, meaningful games in December. Four more games left, Saints, Falcons, Rams, Seahawks. You got two more road games, two home games. Um, you know, after the Saints game, I will be flying out to Santa Clara to meet up with Matt and uh, a couple other buddies. We'll be out that game against the Falcons. Um, 
but you know, Niners fans, relax, man. It's it's twenty to seventeen. Don't turn on ESPN tomorrow to listen to Stephen A. Don't turn on Fox Sports One to listen to Skip. It's just they don't know what they're talking about. The numbers are right in front of you. The game film is available to you. Watch that. That's all you need to know about what this 49ers team is, and it's a good team. Um, Ravens will say the same. They know what they they know what they faced. They know what they saw. Um, and for them to only put up 20 points is remarkable. I'm talking to a buddy of mine who's a Ravens fan right now. He's like, yo, you guys are for real. Yes, the Niners are for real. Like, don't don't forget that. They win on a neutral site. Yeah, they I don't win. Think so. They win on a neutral yeah. site. I think that's 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 how this game breaks down. I think, I think they are just as good as the Ravens. Ravens caught them at home. Ravens yeah. had them at home. If this game's in Santa Clara, I think the 49ers win. It's just how it goes. That's how football goes. Teams are going to beat each other. It, it, I'm not concerned. Like I said, no. I, I very rarely am I more confident of, of, of about the team after a loss. That's how I feel now. Um, but, you know, moving forward, it's on to New Orleans now, right? They're staying in Florida this week, so they're staying on the East Coast. They don't have to do that big travel. And they got New Orleans. But, I mean, you take a, a quick cruise around the league. The NFL is wonky, man. <laughs> The NFL is wonky. There's some weird stuff that happened today and Thursday. I, we saw that Thursday, let's start with Dallas, right? Sucks. Everybody thinks Dallas is going to come in and win, and they get shellacked by the by the Bills. I think the Bills are a legitimate team. I, I think they are a good football team. I think that they, they will make some noise in the playoffs, and they will beat whichever division title winner they have to take on because it looks like they're going to be playing for a wild card. But they're 9-3. and three. The Buffalo Bills are 9-3. and three. Yeah. Now, the NFC East, one of those teams is going to host a playoff game. And that is bullshit. It's an embarrassment. Because either Dallas or Philly is going to host Seattle or San Francisco and just get mollywopped. Just get absolutely crushed. Because Dallas goes out and lays an egg on Thursday, right? So how does Philly follow that up? They go out and lose one to Miami. How? How, Sway? (laughs) <laughs> how do you lose a game to Miami knowing how much it means to your team and how that can be the game where you flip it? All of a sudden, you, you're in the driver's seat for the NFC East title. I don't get it, man. The NFL's wonky. It's really weird. Um, Eagles stink. Cowboys stink. Um, I'm just going to go off the teams that stink. Arizona stinks. Uh, Detroit <laughs> stinks. Oakland stinks. Sorry. Uh, the Jets are god awful. You lost to Cincinnati, twenty-two to six. Tennessee is a team to watch. They are seven and five. The um, Steelers are seven and five, and the the Bills and Steelers game just got flexed to Sunday Night Football, so that should be good. Um, Jacksonville no, no, stinks. Yeah, Jacksonville stinks. Nick Foles stinks. Um, we can say things about stinky teams now because we're not a stinky team. Um, <laughs> uh, Cleveland lost to Pittsburgh. Pe- Giants are terrible. Um, do we touch on the, do we touch on the Chargers yet? And the Chargers just being Chargers miserable. always find a new way to lose. Yep. It's um, the NFL was a little weird today. Houston's beating the shit out of New England. Tom mm-hmm. Brady looks Tom Brady looks terrible. And is he washed? I don't want to say it until it actually happens, but he has not looked very good um, at all this season. Right now, he's five and thirteen. For 57 yards and one pick, he's not playing good football. It's okay to say that about a guy who is 42 years old in his 20th year. The guy has done enough. He has nothing left to prove in the NFL. So for those folks who want to, you know, pick on Tom, shut the fuck up. It's Tom Brady. Like, you know, right? It's just age has maybe hit him right now. Um, but the uh, I'm I'm all for the uh, Texans beating the Patriots right now. Um, yeah, they're taking it to him. It's 14-3 just before half. They're two-minute warning. Yeah. Uh, we saw Washington beat Carolina today. What? Kyle Allen stinks. They fall. The Carolina Panthers have fallen way off, and you know where you can trace it back to. Uh-huh. The ass-whooping they took from the 49ers. The Carolina Panthers have not been the same since Quan Alexander told them to get their sorry asses off the field. They haven't been the same team. Yeah. Look, losses like that can take a toll in the NFL. It happens. Um, I I think Tennessee is a very interesting team to watch because this is the rebirth of Ryan Tannehill, right? They were on the Mariota train, and they're rolling with him, and Tannehill's the backup. All of a sudden, Mariota stinks. So let's move on to Tannehill. Tannehill's, I think, I think he's five and one as a starter, four and one, yeah. something like that. 
He's, he's playing good ball. He's winning football games. Look, they, they they might take the division. I think it's going to be you know between them or Houston, but you know the way Houston's playing right now. But that's 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 a that's a pretty good team. I think Tennessee has a lot of weapons. I don't think they're a threat to make the Super Bowl because I think the Super Bowl is going to run through the top three teams like it always does. Yeah, and in the AFC, and until somebody until somebody beats Tom Brady in the playoffs, I'm just assuming they're going to be in the Super Bowl. You can say what you want about Tom Brady; he's just like saving all his energy for the playoffs. <laughs> he's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother, I'm not going to bother trying. Then all of a sudden they get to the playoffs and he throws for four touchdowns. That's what Tom Brady does every year. Until he doesn't do it, I'm just going to assume he is. Yeah, he was. He's like, he's like the uh, Warriors of football, where they just turn it on in the playoffs, and that's that's Tom. That's Tom for his career. Really, playoff time is when it matters, and that's you know that's true for a lot of sports. Um, but this team, this 49ers team, is ten and two. They are in the playoff hunt. They are most likely going to make the playoffs. There is really, there's not. You know, I don't foresee them losing the next four. That's not in this this team's cards. Um, this team could rightfully so go 13-3, 14-2. I don't see many losses on the remaining portion of the schedule. Um, but, you know, a loss is a loss. They go recoup. You know, what you don't want to do is have, have these losses add up or go, you know, back-to-back losses on the season. Um, that's not what you want right now at, at this late in the season where you seeding could matter. Um, I think folks want to have a home playoff game at Levi's, and I don't really care to – I don't want to go to, to Philly or Dallas. You know, those places can be tough uh, on a uh, a road opponent in the playoffs. Things get crazy when you're not at home. Um, but that should do it for today, man. We should be back uh, Thursday to preview the Saints game. Um, the, it, they're 10-2. and two. Everyone else, relax. Calm down. We're, we're good. Um, but until Thursday, I'm Javi. That is Matt. You can follow me on Twitter at JavierVague. Underscore, follow my guy Matt at Matt Bar underscore. And also for Thursday, we're bringing somebody back. Bringing a guest on we've had before. Familiar face. He's going to be a lot of fun to talk to again because uh, really looking forward to di- diving into his insight that he has on, on this team now that they are very good. Yeah. So get excited for that. Friend of the show will be on this, on, on the show t- on Thursday. Um, Follow us on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. Follow the podcast on all podcast platforms: Google, Stitcher, um, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. Um, hit us up. We know you know we're always down to engage. Um, but until Thursday, go Niners. Peace. Me 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 me. But also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.